0: We have breaking news from the courts this morning where a Toronto neurosurgeon accused of killing his physician wife has pleaded guilty to second-degree murder in her death. Mohammed Shamji had been charged with first-degree murder in the 2016 death of Elena Frick Shamji, his wife of 12 years and the mother of his three children. He entered that guilty plea in a Toronto courthouse this morning, just days before his trial was set to begin. Frick Shamji, a family doctor at Scarborough and Rouge Hospital, was last seen on November 30th of 2016. Her mother had contacted police to report her missing. Her beaten body was found in a suitcase by the side of the road of Toronto the following day. Shamji, who worked at Toronto Western was a faculty member at the University of Toronto. He was arrested a day later. Police have said an investigation revealed Frick Shamji died of strangulation and blunt force trauma. Our crime specialist, Catherine McDonald, has been covering this story since it began. She was at court today. She joins me on the line. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Alan. Tough day, obviously, for the family. What kind of reaction did we have outside of court?
1: Well, inside court, we heard uh, this is obviously was quite unexpected. Just last week, I was in court hearing that they were going to be selecting a jury, Uh, they were talking of Wednesday of this week and then starting the trial after that. They were talking about getting a larger courtroom. And they were also talking about the fact that uh, the couple's eldest daughter was going to be a witness. And she was going to be testifying uh, via video from another room in the courthouse, which just the thought of it made me upset to think that uh, this little girl who witnessed, uh, or who I'll tell you how she witnessed it, uh, according to the facts, on the night of November 30th, 2016, the couple who had got into an argument in their bedroom while the three children were sleeping in the family home. Now we heard that for the six months prior, uh, Elena frick had told her husband she was uh, going to start divorce proceedings uh, and he, resisted. He pleaded with her for reconciliation, and he said, I I will get better. I will get better in the marriage. She agreed, and she would abandon divorce proceedings. But uh, just two days before they had this fight in the bedroom, she actually formally began divorce proceedings. He was served with the divorce papers, and on that evening, that 11-year-old daughter was awakened from her sleep by sounds of her parents arguing in the next room. She heard banging, her mom screamed then silence, and uh, according to the facts, Um, He then struck Elena multiple times causing her significant blunt force injuries all over her body including a broken neck and broken ribs and then he choked her to death. That 11 year old went into her parents room to investigate. She was ordered back to bed by her father and she was going to be testifying today that 11 year old who's now 14 and her 12 year old sister were in court. I'm told this is the first time that they've seen their father since his arrest in November 2016, or actually beginning of December 2016. And uh, after he pleaded guilty to second-degree murder, uh, all of a sudden a bunch of detectives uh, ran and swarmed someone in the second row. It was the 12-year-old. She started to cry. She was uh, taken out of court. Uh, and uh, one of my colleagues went out and said she was sitting on a bench and they were hugging her. Very emotional for so these children who have lost their mother and now have to face the fact that their father, who was accused of killing her, has admitted to it. So uh, the family, uh, the mother of Dr. Elena frick was here. Uh, the mother now lives in Windsor. These children who all, two of the three of them, attended Toronto French School. They, um, they all came to Toronto for this uh, proceeding. The mother... Uh, of Elena frick said there will be no justice, we will never get our daughter back, but they are satisfied that he's pleaded guilty to second degree, even though, of course, now the question is, when will he be eligible for parole? Um, the family says, you know, first degree is very hard to uh, to prove. Of course, they, the Crown would have had to prove that he had planned and deliberated the murder. Uh, a Second degree is a sure thing, and, and now they're going to hope that... Um, After a sentencing hearing, a judge will give him a very long period of parole ineligibility. Second-degree murder is automatic life sentence. The question is, he could be eligible for parole anywhere between 10 and 25 years. So the Crown hopefully will be pushing for a lengthy uh, period before he can uh, apply for parole.
0: Catherine, it just makes your stomach churn hearing you describe what those kids have been through and what they were going through even today uh, and the possibility of, of that young that young teenager having to be on the stand to actually testify. We have seen in the past that, um, you know, pleading prior to a trial can bring uh, some leniency in parole eligibility. Do you believe that's in play here?
1: Well, the facts are that he actually tried to cover up the murder. That came out in the facts, uh, you know, and that is an aggravating factor here. It says in the days after he killed uh, Elena Brixhamji. Of course, you may remember he 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 put her in a suitcase and dumped her in the Humber River up in Kleinberg. Someone happened to find that suitcase. I remember interviewing the man who came upon it, and it it just got h- hung up on on the shore of the Humber River. Thankfully, uh, and uh, in the days after that, he, it says here Muhammad carried on with his daily routines, including performing surgeries. The next day, he lied to just about everyone he came into contact with as to his missing wife's whereabouts. The deception included the planting of evidence, phone messages calculated to point the finger at his wife's lover and covering his own tracks. Because we, we learned that, and we heard this back at the time from her associates, that she was planning to leave Dr. Muhammad Shamji and she was having an affair and she was with another family doctor. But what's so aggravating here is he didn't just kill her, but he, he, he also uh, took her body, he dumped it, and then he went, he went about his daily routine and tried to cover it up and he was going to try and pin this on someone else. So clearly, uh, in this case, the crown is going to say that this is a man who, um, even though he didn't plead to first degree, he was uh, he planned it and he he had no he 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 was actually arrested. He didn't uh, surrender to police. The question is, had they not found that suitcase, how long would this have gone on before they they, uh, you know, might have found out exactly what happened to this poor woman?
0: What do we know about uh, sentencing and timing going forward?
1: So the sentence is set for May the eighth. This is going to be, uh, like uh, many of these sentencing hearings, it's going to be a very emotional uh, process where we hear victim impact statements from everyone who's affected. Uh, There are dozens of people who have been coming to court, friends and family, uh, who wear these purple ribbons. Many of them were her Elena Frick-Shamji's friends and colleagues. Uh, You know, every time I cover this in court and I tweet about it, I get a lot of doctors retweeting. She was involved with the Ontario Medical Association. She was active and and well-known in the medical community. And so a lot of people are going to take the stand in an effort to try and uh, persuade the judge to not give him a lenient sentence as far as parole and eligibility. Uh, And so May 8th is the date that it's set for. It's going to take a few days after victim impact statements. The Crown and the defense will be uh, then submitting what they think would be appropriate sentences. And from there, the judge will have to decide exactly uh, when Dr. Mohammed Shamji will be eligible for parole. Of course, uh, you know, that, of course, is always... uh, upsetting as as we saw you know with the macarthur trial yes he got uh he got you know he was charged with one count of first or, sorry he was convicted of one count of first free murder he's eligible for parole after 25 years in that case the judge gave a concurrent sentence so he right. you know he, he will be eligible at 92 the question is when we when will dr shamji be eligible he's now 43 years old let's say he gets 18 years uh you know he could be back on the streets at the age of say 59, because he's already been in custody for two
0: and a half years. And uh, two and a half years, as we know, counts as five because of pretrial um, and, and preconviction. Catherine, thank you for this, and, and I just quickly want to talk about Catherine, uh, who is uh, the best crime reporter in the city, and Catherine, you, you know, you, you you talk to these people and it, takes, it must take an emotional toil on you, just even this, and then I, I want to just quickly pay a, a little bit of this, which is your ongoing coverage in the MacArthur case, which you mentioned.
1: The award goes to Global News Toronto. And that
0: is audio from uh, this last weekend, where Catherine picked up an RT DNA award for continuing coverage because of her MacArthur uh, coverage and the number of interviews you have done. Congratulations you, to you, Catherine.
1: Yeah, and it, and it is trying, I have to say. This, this particular trial, I was dreading dreading the last week, knowing that this little girl was going to have to testify as a mother of a daughter, two daughters myself. Uh, you know, and I, I, all I could think about was these poor children and the trauma they've been through. And hopefully uh, the fact that they don't have to testify, you know, that she did have to go through a prelim. So that's the other aggravating factor is Dr. Dr. Shamji didn't spare his daughter that. She had to testify uh, once already um, to make sure there was enough evidence to proceed to trial. And, I, and it, my heart breaks for, for, for this family and the friends of Dr. Elena frick as I know many people in the city felt ho- horrible uh, hearing the details of this case as they came out in the last couple of years.
0: All right, Catherine McDonald, thank you so much. And you can see Catherine's report tonight on Global News beginning at 5.30 and, of course, simulcast on this radio station beginning at 6 p.m.